What's going on, Gaming League? This is your boy Bruno. How's everybody doing out there? Here again for another episode of the Long Island Gaming League podcast. Uh, round two of our uh, new co-host tryouts. Uh, today I am accompanied by one of my one of my boys, one of the Long Island Gaming League players, one of the the best guys around, one of the top-notch guys out here in Long Island, uh, Elvis. Or more known as Ether. How you doing, brother? What's going on? I'm doing very well. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to talk to you guys. And uh, super excited to get into what we're going to talk about, you know, in this episode. Um, because we're going to be mostly talking about what I love. And that's fighting games. And um, that it's always a good discussion. And, and there's a lot to, to talk about and discuss when it comes to fighting games and just passion overall and what's involved and uh, looking at the tournament scene and, and, and things like that. So super excited. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we actually have another guest on with us as well that I'm super excited to actually get to talk to uh, a little bit more. I, I know him, uh, of course, from, you know, going to tournaments together and uh, seeing him compete. He's seen me compete. Um, you know, we have very similar styles as far as approaching games. And, you know, we've talked many times before uh, about, you know, what are we looking for and, um, you know, just our overall experiences. Um, but without further ado, I, I would like to introduce uh, a good friend of mine and uh, also a competitor, Twitch streamer and musician, Callie Mac. Callie, how are you doing? Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, y'all? Glad to be here, man. I'm feeling good. Now I mean, been doing the streaming, been doing the gaming. Now I mean, and I'm glad to be able to have a platform like this to be able to talk about it on. I mean, there's not too many uh, podcasts, you know what I mean, that do things like this. Right. Yeah. Definitely, definitely excited to be here for sure. Excellent. And yo, Callie, I mean, like a lot of people, of course, uh, you know, know you from Next Level. A lot of people know you uh, here on the East Coast, but. For those who kind of are maybe unfamiliar with you, can you just kind of talk about like what what it is you're into, what how, and and just like what are you involved with right now, and and what you've been doing? All right, cool. So for those of you guys that don't know, I go by Cali Mac on the track. Always, never whack. Bring it back. You feel me? It's my catchphrase. Always got to say it every time I hop on the mic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I'm a competitive Dragon Ball Fighter Z player. It's my main game. I love it. That game has gotten me into competitive gaming in the first place. I'm forever grateful for it. But yeah, that's the main game that I play. I stream it. I compete in it. Uh, like my boy Elvis said, I I compete in a lot of high-level tournaments, such as NLBC, Next Level. Also, House of Chaos, shout out Bum. I mean, there's these really big East Coast tournaments. Back when we had offlines before COVID, you know what I mean? I was there like, almost every week competing. Uh, I stream, like seven out of seven days of the week. I mean, I'm just trying to grind this stuff out, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. I also do music. Uh, I, I usually mention it second, but you know, music is I, is my real love. I love music to death, you know what I mean? I got EPs out, albums out, singles out, Spotify, Apple Music everywhere, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, gaming and music is all I, I spend, how I spend most of my days. Cool, man. And and I, now music came first? Is that what came first? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, um. Music definitely. I was like thirteen when I first picked up the pen. I mean, I was wow. in middle school. I was just listening to music. I was like, "Yo, I could do this." 
Cool. Mm. I could do this, you know. So I just started writing lyrics when I was in middle school, like little freestyles and stuff, and a little notepad. Um, gotcha. And it just eventually blossomed into this. I do, like it's it's crazy the, the the growth, you know. Right now, now during that time, you know, I know you getting into music and wanted to take it more seriously. Were you involved with gaming at all? Were you? influenced by because uh, i definitely you know i know you love dragon ball z i know you love your anime yes, uh, same as i do um but w- when was it that it, um w- were you always gaming around that time or did that something that just came down the road no yeah I've, I've always been a gamer like i've i i took my music seriously as a passion first but i've always been a gamer you know what i mean like right, right. i was a kid i got my first console i was I don't remember how old I was, but my first console was a 64, uh, Nintendo 64. I got Smash Melee, and uh, it was some other game. I don't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. good way to start out. You said <laughs> you said a good way to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely, yeah. you know, and out it's crazy. You know, I I never even thought about it. It comes full circle. I mean, my first game was a fighting game, and now here I am. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Like everything really comes full circle. Oh, but sure. um, yeah, I've always been gaming. You know what I mean? Even as a kid. I would always play. I would spend hours a day playing shooters, platformers, mm-hmm. RPGs, like my, my stuff. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. when I want to take a break from FG, I'll play a nice RPG. Got you, got you. Um, yeah, I've, I've always been a gamer, man. I love gaming. It's, it's cool to be able to grow up and, and see the competitive side of gaming, you know, because I didn't know this existed when I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just button mashing and playing games to play them, and I mean, you know, but... How'd you how'd you get exposed to to competitive gaming and and the scene and and FGC specifically? How, how'd you get exposed to that? Dragon Ball was the first fighting game I've taken seriously. Really? Absolutely. Uh, it was actually the first game I've taken seriously. Uh, maybe like Call of Duty back in the day, hmm. a little bit if if you want to call it that. But like seriously, going to tournaments and stuff, and really sitting down and laving the game. Dragon Ball was the first. Um, I ended up. One of my boys got it before I got it. Like, and, and, you know, at this point, I'm not even a real fighting game player. Like that. This is about three years ago when the game first came out. Mm-hmm. I play fighting games for fun at this point. And then my boy got Fighter Z, okay. And I played it with him. And I was like, yo, this is mad cool. And it's like, it's Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball. And it's a fighting game. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Xenoverse or... or right. You know? it's, like, it's like, a, it feels like a real fighter. Yeah. It's cool, you know what I mean? And I was just completely smitten. Yeah, I ended I up buying it myself the next day, and the rest is history. From there, I just wanted to improve, you know what I mean? Because I got it, I was playing, and I'm like, all right, I'm kind of whack. Let me improve. So, you know, I start looking up YouTube content. I start finding <laughs> Facebook groups for the game. I start interacting with people that play, finding matches, getting help from people, you know what I mean? And then and, and just put it all together, and it ended up, it gotcha. ended up you know, having a big passion for the game, you know? Was there a moment where you're like, "Wow, I'm I'm actually whack." Like, I'm the the gap between me and what's expected at the highest level uh, is crazy. Did you have a moment like that where you're like, "Damn"? I honestly didn't get a reality check like that until the first time I went to the house. Um, house of Chaos, bum. Yeah, House of Chaos. Yeah. So okay. I had been to a, a few tournaments before. The first tournament I ever went to for Dragon Ball, I actually placed like 25th out of 100. Nice. So I was like, wow, I'm actually not that bad. Like, this is my first tournament ever. Like, jeez, wow. that's not bad. You know, so I was kind of feeling myself. And then I actually went to um, a gaming spot out in Long Island. You guys remember AON? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those, yes. Yeah, for those of you that don't aren't familiar, you know, listening to the podcast, AON was a uh, gaming lounge out here in Long Island. You know what I mean? And they used to run uh, events and stuff all the time. They ran a Fighters E tournament. Yep. And I actually won won it the first time I had ever went there. Nice. So I was I, I actually was really feeling myself for the first few months I was playing this game. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But then I had actually went to the House of Chaos. You know what I mean? Where for those of you guys that don't know them. They were they've been doing fighting game tournaments since before I even knew what a fighting game was, you know what I mean? Right. They were doing Marvel way back when, you know. So the veterans, veterans. Yeah, you know, so I'm around all these veterans now and they just waxing me. I'm like, oh snap. Yeah. That's the reality was, check right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So that was definitely my first reality check and it made me realize yeah. I, I gotta go harder. Yeah, there's some there's something about when you first get into competitive gaming, whether it's especially for fighting games, I feel um, when you go to that tournament, the one tournament where like everyone is good, you know, like it, it's yeah. not like, oh, it's just kind of yeah. your friends and some other people. When you go to that tournament where everyone is good and for the most part, everyone is better than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, there's something about coming away from that experience and being like, damn, like I can't wait to get home and train. Like I can't wait to to get as good as these guys or, or surpass these guys. Like there's just something motivating about it. Did you have that type of experience? Um, yeah, yes and no. See me as a person, I, I, it, it's hard. It, it's hard for me to lose as a person, you know? And I think that's mm-hmm. what drives, but that's also part of what drives me to get better. You know what I mean? Cause of out of all my friend group, all my friends know I take losses the worst out of everybody. <laughs> everybody knows if I'm out of a tournament, I right, yo, don't talk to Cali for like 10 minutes. Let him <laughs> talk to him later. Bring him some food or something. Give him some food. <laughs> you know I, like, my, my friends know, you know what I mean? Like, I take losses bad. But it's the passion that I have for these fighting games and it's the love that I have for them. And it's yeah. anger and that sadness and that and that that pain that I feel from the loss that pushes me to go harder the next time and pushes me to go home. And hit the lab, you know what I mean? And right, be, right. You know. Yep. So yeah, that, it, it's it's definitely it's something that that that's so rare in a lot of other games too. You know what I mean? Like I always say, fighting games are the hardest since I've ever since I've been playing video games. Fighting games have been the hardest definitely. to get a grasp on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always been. They've always been the hardest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think a lot of people don't realize that because fighting games are such a niche genre compared mm-hmm. to like shootings or like mobas or you know things like that. You know what I mean? Like. Fighting in yeah. a little more niche, so a lot of people don't really play them. And then those that play them don't take it seriously to understand, you know what I mean? The competitive right. drive and the amount of time and effort and patience you need to have to learn these games, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, how many times where people will come to a tournament, they get smacked up, and then they just don't come back. And yep. that's that's the one thing about fighting games that um, is really, really prevalent. Of course, it's a problem in other games, but... It's when you you get faced with adversity, it attacks the ego, and you're yep. like, "Wow, I guess I am trash." Yeah, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then it takes for you to accept it to get better. Absolutely, so. man. Because fighting games are like, I can't really think of any other game where it's like this besides like single player games. Fighting games are are, are like the only multiplayer games I can think of where everything is on you. Yeah, your wins, your losses, you have nobody else to blame but yourself. It is you and only you holding that controller and fighting your opponent. Uh, You have other games like like FIFA's and stuff like that that you play by yourself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But not not shooter games, that's for sure. Because, I mean, 
you have a team behind you. If you can screw up, you have four or five other guys. That right. Can back you and up you know, you'll hear people complain, oh, my teammates were garbage. Oh, da, 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 da. And, you know, even in fighting games, people will OS or, or complain and be like, oh, I did this there. Oh, I teched that throw. Oh, I anti-aired that, that air move. Like, you know what I mean? Why didn't it come out? This game is broken. This character is broken. This mm-hmm. guy's whack. You're like, you, this, there's a whole bunch of ways to excuse it in fighting games. But at the end of the day, if you're playing fighting games, you will never improve until you sit down and accept that the first person who is at fault is yourself. Yeah, I know that definitely, definitely. And it's, it's all up to you to get better. It's not up to anybody else. If you don't put the work in, nobody's going to do it for you. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Now, now, of course, you know, you being exposed to the fine game community, um, of course, you're motivated to get better and, and to hold your hold your own, you know, against these guys that, that when you go to HOC and, and next level and stuff like that. Um, but uh, as you probably know, Callie, you know, you have your your top five percent of players that are seeing these opportunities like Sonic Fox and uh, Goichi that are taking home pro- big prize pools. Um, maybe getting these other opportunities to be on a poster and, and, and this and that for these tournaments. Um, is that something that's ever motivated you or, or is that something you can care less about? You know, what is your kind of take on, um, you know, the, the top, the cream of the crop, you know, getting these opportunities? Is that something that you see yourself ever getting involved with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I want to be great. I want to be the greatest. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how I feel every fighting game player should approach when they're fighting, playing a fighting game. I mean, you should approach it with the goal to be the greatest Always. and mm-hmm. just work your way up there. You know what I mean? So it's definitely, it's definitely in the, in the fortune, hopefully, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, comp- Competing. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of mental strain. Mm-hmm. So I, I, while I do focus on competing a lot and I do want to be the best, I've also found the content creation side to be a lot more relaxing and a lot more lucrative yeah. than competing. Because honestly, only the top 5%, like you said, and especially in fighting games more than any other genre, only the top 5% are going to be making enough to make a living. Right. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So all for competing only. But with content creation, there's avenues and markets everywhere for anybody to just come out and do what they got to do and make their little bag and get their name out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I, I agree 100%. Oh, sure. And and speaking of, uh, you know, the content creation stuff, because uh, you're someone that is quite involved with that. And, and as you've progressed, you've you've gotten better and better at going ahead and executing Twitch streams and, and you know, executing things on your Twitter and things like that. Um, you know, when did when did you have that realization that, hey, you know, this is something that is an avenue for me to kind of grow as well, not just as a fighting game player, but to make myself marketable is, is something that uh, will benefit you. When, when did you have that realization and, and was there planning involved in that, any of that? Uh, I've, I started streaming maybe a year into playing Dragon Ball. I started streaming. And at first it was just, you know, I'm, hey, I'm playing the game. I might as well just turn the camera on. And, and you know what I mean? Like, it was more of, uh, let me just do it just to do it. Um, I can't really think of a specific moment when I had that realization, but just eventually as I continued to stream and I, my platform and my community continued to grow, 
I just, um, I, it just, I can't think of a specific moment, but eventually it just started clicking. Like, Hey, you have something going here. You know, people are tuning in every stream to watch you and to support you. People are spreading the word. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are supporting you. People have come from my stream and now hop into streams where I am in a tournament and support me strictly right. off of the strength that they've seen me in the stream and they mess with me and, you know, they want to support me, you know? So it was just at a certain point, I realized I got something really special going on here and I should really try my hardest to build on this, you know? Exactly. And yeah, I think going back to the last question, I think I'm at a point now where I'm using competing to build the content creation. You know what I mean? I want to get these first in tournaments and I want to be the greatest so that I can bring people back to the stream so they can hang out. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, that's, that's really been the game plan, you know? Yeah, I really find that interesting because, um, you know, streaming right now is so oversaturated. There's so many people that are trying to stream and um, trying to deliver content in a way to, you know, peak interest and gain a following and things like that. Sure. Um, and what's really apparent with in your case is you being so passionate going out to these tournaments and talking to people and, you know, forming a little bit of bonds with the people you're interacting with. And having that carry over into the Twitch streaming, I think, attributes to some of the success and the momentum for you to get started. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Because, you know, once I started, because that's when I started realizing that when I, um, I remember, I can never forget, it's probably my favorite FPC moment. Um, I had to fight Lord Knight. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Lord oh, Knight. Oh, yeah, I know Lord Knight. Yeah, he's a really big fighting game player, really big. I had to play in my house of chaos and loses, so this means if I get eliminated, I'm out the tournament. And this is a big fighting game player. I'm like, oh snap! I'm nervous. I'm going through it, but I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. That's it. I went out there. I two owed him. Got a mm. TOD on stream, touch of death. That means I killed him off of one combo. One of his characters off one combo. I went crazy, and that was like the highlight of the stream. So I won, and then they had that highlight. Somebody posted mm. it on Twitter. It was a wrap. Next day I streamed. I got like 30 subs, 100 followers. Like, it was wow. crazy. And I think that was actually one of the moments where I realized, you know what I mean? And that attributed to it. Like, hey, this competing can lead into it. You know what I mean? You should try and merge the two. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I would agree with your point to bring it back. Yeah. 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 And so it, it makes sense. I mean, when you're out there, you're putting yourself out there. One, you're on stream, right? So people that are following the HOC stream or the next level stream, they see your face, that gives an opportunity for you to gain some sort of traction with people or like they like your style of play. They like how your your approach to the game is that you, they like the, the characters that you pick, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and to use that momentum into those other things, it's just smart. It's just, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it eventually clicks and you just gotta do what you gotta do. That's yeah, now, now, as far as, your tournament experience um what are what have been some adjustments because th this is the thing is like when people go to tournaments right you, they always have different experiences they always get completely blown out maybe they do okay maybe they do good right um but as you mentioned before tournament nerves are a real thing um being just inexperienced is such a big disadvantage 
uh, being in that setting, being on stream, on camera, seeing your face and having people talk about you, commentators in the back, you hear them talking about your gameplay, that sort of thing. That's nerve wracking for people that aren't experienced and oh, they don't know that feeling. Um, you know, it, it took me a while for, for sure to kind of get used to that. It's just it's just something you don't really talk about, but you're thinking it's in your head. It's just like, oh, man, they're talking about me, <laughs> you know, um, so. Was there anything that you did to adjust, you know, to maybe calm the nerves? Was it just going each time and putting yourself in the fire? You know, what were some of the things you did to kind of get better at tournaments and to just kind of progress your play and not plateau? Um, I actually started listening to music during mm. tournaments, during games. It was something that I discovered when I started going to the offline. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, I get nervous. I can't focus properly. But, you know, me being a musician and loving music so much, you know, being my first passion and whatnot, I started listening to music. Instead of plugging my headphones into the console to listen to the game, I would just listen to my own music. Not wow. my music, you know, just music in general. And I found it just really helps me focus because I'll be listening to the song. And I won't necessarily autopilot, but I, I will be able to not think about the nerves or... Right. overthink all my decisions in match because I'm listening to the song. I'll just play the match naturally. That's what it really helped me. It helped me to calm and play the match naturally. You know what I mean? So that definitely helped in that aspect a lot for sure. Gotcha. So you kind of just get in that zone. You you kind of vibe out with the music and just like, hey, you know, just calm and you're just vibing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. It, yeah it, definitely, it definitely helped a lot. I don't really do it as much anymore. Right. Um, I feel like I've kind of outgrown. I like everybody gets nervous. No, don't no let ever let anybody tell you they don't get nervous. Everybody will always get nervous when they're on a stage. You know what I mean? Right. But, oh, for sure. Yeah, but I don't. It definitely doesn't eat away at me as much as it used to when I was first competing. So I don't really listen to the music too much now. I actually really like to listen to the game sounds, listen for sound cues and things like that mm. while I'm playing the game. But yeah. Yeah. Would you say this is a big difference between first time going up to play Lord Knight and then now if you were to call to go play Lord Knight, is there different of of play and, and different being of Calimac uh, that gets up there? Yeah, so from... fun fact, I've actually played Lord Knight about two or three times in bracket after that time and I haven't beaten him. But I've actually have not been as nervous as the first time. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's it's just it's a time thing, you know what I mean? As time goes on, you get more, more, more seasoned in it. And, you know, you just, yeah. you, you grow. And as you grow, you get better. Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. And like what they say, you, you learn, with, you, you, you lose, but you learn with your loss. And, you know, next time it comes up, you're not going to lose. Or if you do, you, at least you're not going to lose for the same reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You're always learning. Now, what about, what about outside of tournaments? I mean, are you... Are you someone that sits in training rooms and, and really goes over scenarios? Are you someone that looks back at your matches? Because everyone has like a different philosophy on how to get better. Some people just want to grind games with people and run sets with people and, and just different approaches as far as how to actually improve. What is kind of your method and kind of your take on outside in at your home? How do I improve? How do I get better so that next time I go to compete? I get better results. You, I definitely like to have a balance of actually playing matches and watching my matches, reviewing my matches. 
I think that a lot of people like that balance. Yeah. So they'll just play matches and they won't understand their habits or the thing that they're doing wrong. And then they'll just keep playing matches so they never find out. I think so you have to be able to watch your matches so that you can see where you're going wrong and how to improve. And watching your matches gives you things to lab in training mode. Because if you look at 90% of the people in training mode, if you were go to the if you were to go to the Dragon Ball Fighters category right now on Switch. Mm-hmm. And just go to the first person in training mode. I guarantee you they're practicing a BNB or some random ass combo. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much more that you can do when you live than just combos. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you wouldn't know that if all you're doing is playing matches. Because if you're playing matches, all you're seeing is your combos. And like, you're not really looking at those unless you're, you know, you're thinking outside the box, you're in that state of mind, you're only looking at your combos, you know what I mean? And then you end the match, oh, I mean, I dropped this, let me go lab it, oh, man. You know what I mean? You don't really see the sequences as opposed to when you're watching yourself from the outside, you know? Then you can see, okay, I messed up here because he pressed this. Okay, I pressed here when I shouldn't have. Oh, does this work here? Let me go lab it, you know what I mean? And then this gives you the insight you need to really take the training move and your labbing to the next level, you know? So I definitely think it's a balance of... Playing matches, watching your matches, hitting the lab to improve on the things that you can improve on and putting it all together. Yeah. I mean, it's it seems that as well as you can be, there's always something that you can you can get better at or there's something that you can add. Even, I mean, it, it, there's always room to, 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 to grow, it seems. You should absolutely never settle. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Should never settle. I bet Sonic Fox wakes up and... Trains, practices, does what he needs, does what they need to do every single time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's, there is no ceiling with this. You can always sure. improve and you should always strive to improve so that you can improve, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, gotcha. Do you put any importance on, you know, getting an outside perspective? Do you have people that you kind of go to and try to get feedback from or, or, or just try to get advice? Well, the stream helps me a lot with that. I like to provide a review on stream. So, you know, the chat will, help give me suggestions and you know they're not all competitive players but i like to listen <laughs> right, to their right. insight but, but you know I, I still like to listen to their insight because that helps me form my own insight on what i need to do you know what i mean they may say right. something that may, may not make sense but it sparks something in me or in explaining it to them why it doesn't make sense you know it sparks something in me as to what i did wrong you know what i mean but other than that um i definitely have a, a, a few really good players and good friends that i like to um play with and review with and ask for improvements and you know getting that that perspective from them helps me improve you know so yeah. it's a balance yeah what would now, you say would be your go-to character that you more used to playing tingo really tingo you you yeah. i would have answered you mid-sentence if i if i heard you if, if i knew what you were <laughs> i'm not gonna lie well, what, is, what is it about close. tingohan that you like so much i have yeah that's crazy uh, let me tell you let me tell you i um it has I'm, to be I'm, the show. It has to be the Lord. It is. It is. I'm going to tell you something. This might rub some people off the wrong way, right? Oh, boy. Okay. okay. Here we go. I didn't watch OG Dragon Ball. Okay. I did not watch OG Dragon Ball. I was a youngin' when it first came out. I wasn't really interested, you know? Damn. It came out. I, I know it is what it is, you know? Damn. I gotta go back and watch. That's actually not rare, though. I, I feel like a lot of people just went right to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, I, like when I was Dragon growing up, uh, Toonami was coming on, and then they started showing Dragon Ball Z. That's when I started getting into anime, you know what I mean? So, You lost the best of the best of Dragon Ball before that. 
Just to let mm-hmm. you know. I watched it from the beginning, from when it first came out. And yeah, just... you know, I, I, yeah, I gotta go back and watch it, man. It's on my list. It's on my list. I'm gonna get there soon. <laughs> just the story itself. I mean, the backstory behind. It, there's a lot more to it than you think. Yeah, I've heard. I've actually heard that from multiple different people. I, I just gotta get back and watch it, man. I'm slacking. Um, but yeah, so I started off with Z, and I know a lot of people started off with Dragon Ball. So mm-hmm. you know, they have this sentimental attachment to Goku. You know, what I mean, they watched him grow up. They watched him transform and become you know, the Goku that we see in Z. Right. So for me, you know, me starting with Z, I had this same attachment to Gohan. You know what I mean? Oh, right, sure. right. I yeah. watched Gohan go from this little whiny little kid with this, with unlimited potential. Yes. To Team Gohan and the Soul Saga just going crazy. Yeah. Wilding on Cell, man. Oh, I, it sure. was epic. It was epic. I it was. Love, I love this so much. That Super Saiyan 2 transformation is like mm. favorite transformation in the whole series, man. I, I get... I, I'm I'm getting all, all, all I'm getting the, the the tingles just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Love that it, for me was peak Dragon Ball Z right there. Yeah, Team, that that whole arc, the Cell Saga. Everything. Did I you it, did you watch the the Bojack uh, saga? With oh, Bojack? that movie. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch the movie. I I watched. If you think the cell, the cell, the, the cell saga was intense, that one was yeah. T- Team Gohan goes off in that too. Yeah, he do- I I actually watched like the ending scene where he you knows oh. Super Saiyan two and and just goes crazy yeah. on Bojack and his henchmen. Like I've seen that. that I haven't seen bad. the full movie though. I have to put that on my list too. <laughs> um, I kind of want to switch gears because um, you know, for people that are first coming into say like fighting games and getting into the community, um, you know. Overall, how what is your view uh, of the FGC as the state of as it is now? I mean, obviously, we're missing some offline events very badly. It's been a while since yeah. uh, we've been able to travel and go go to these bigger tournaments, um, which is really unfortunate. But just the overall, you know, what has been your experience in the FGC in general? And um, for people first coming in, you know, what what is what advice can you tell them? to kind of get involved and and maybe some things to kind of keep in mind? Um, you definitely got to be able to take a loss. You got to yeah. be able to take a loss. You will not improve without taking losses. So you got to be able to eat that. You got to have patience. You know what I mean? These games definitely require patience inside the game and outside. You know what I mean? To be able to deal with, with what's going on and improving. You know what I mean? Um, you, I mean, as far as improving in the actual game, that's all you need. As far as like joining the community, if you know you want to be a part of whatever community your game is, you know what I mean? You just got to be approachable and be kind and be respectful. You know, it's common sense, but I've recently found out common sense ain't all that common. You know what I mean? But, not yeah. very, not common. I right? Think. Yeah. I, I recently realized this, you know, so. You know what I mean? Just want to be a good person. You know what I mean? And when you put that good energy in the air, in the air, the universe tends to fire right back at you. You know, so yeah. You know and I mean? you bring up you bring up a great point because you know I think every community, no matter what it is, it could be the cooking community, the 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 car racing community. There's always yep. you know people that are um, a little bit uh kind of the bad apples of the group. Absolutely. And, and um, you know it's important to keep in mind that. In general, if you are someone that is respectful, are in general, you know, someone that takes care of themselves, you know, cares about hygiene, cares about, um, you know, other people's spaces and, and 
um, being respectful of just just being able to read the room, right? Having yep. the, that social intelligence to go up to someone and not fucking start taking pictures of them. You know, this is your favorite player. You're going to go up to them and shine a light in their face and start right. taking pictures while they're trying to play. You know, don't be that guy. There's certain things that, um, you know, as you said, seem like common sense, but a lot of people just don't haven't been in that situation and they do these things that are a little, you know, yeah. jarring. And um, yeah, I think it's important to, for people that are coming into the community to keep in mind, Hey, you know, at the end of the day, we, we all love this game and, and things like that, but you still have to be a good person. You, you can't just be a jerk to everybody and, yeah, and, sure. and do these things that are going to make people uncomfortable. You still yeah. are dealing with people. Yep, I think you you said it perfectly. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't say anything more. You hit it right on the head with that one. Yeah, and and now of course, um, one of the newest things is, um, there's been talks of an FGC code of conduct, um, mm-hmm. that's been kind of floating around. Um, I haven't really seen too much details or or exactly what it entails, but what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, having a code of conduct or, um kind of just like a baseline on on how to how things should be carried out going forward for the FGC. Do you have any opinion on that? Yeah, I skimmed through it. Um, I saw it on Twitter the other day. I skimmed through it a little bit. Um, it's unfortunate that it's that it's necessary, but it is necessary because if you skim through it, if any decent person looks at that and skims through it, they're going to realize that 99% of the things on there are once again common sense. But yeah. Unfortunately, it's not that common. And reading the room is uh, a skill that not everybody has, apparently. So mm-hmm. for those that can't, you know what I mean? That's what it's for. And it's unfortunate that we need it, but it is needed. So mm. I'm glad, you know what I mean? Hopefully it can make a difference once offlines come back. Or even, you know, with the with the online community. Because, you know, with social media, you can say anything to anybody. Right, right. Yeah. Social media, it really complicates things. Yeah, it definitely does. So <laughs> it makes things easy, but in one way, but it can complicate stuff a lot in a different way. Things can get yeah, miscommunicated. It's just one of those things. It's like, you know, you can say something and the way you meant to say it doesn't really translate into typing. And it's one of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. So having a code of contact, code of conduct uh, for. You know those situations, you know, offline or online. I mean, it's good. It's a good thing. I don't see there's people complaining, but I don't see how anybody could say this is a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's not for you. If you understand, it's not for you. The people that it is for. You know what I mean? So not for sure. Exactly. It can only it can do nothing but move the community forward. So I'm here for it. Right. What What are your thoughts on the potential of maybe you getting some? I guess punishment or or getting um, reprimanded for doing things that are outside and maybe in your personal life, maybe um, you know something you said on Twitter affects whether you can enter a tournament or not. Mm. Um, does, mm. Do you have any kind of stance on on that? Because we've recently seen something like that go down, um, where people are being banned from. Uh, tournaments and and people are being banned from you know even entering because maybe some some person said something to another person or um you know there's been a case where uh they've said something political or controversial 
mm-hmm. and that resulted in them uh, not being allowed to participate in certain things. Um, do you have any stance on that or thoughts on that or? Cancel culture go crazy. (laughs) It does. Uh, (laughs) Now, the thing is, I feel like a majority of the people who were banned for saying things or doing things or the actions in the past, I feel like a majority of them are justified. I feel like sometimes people receive repercussions unfairly. You know what I mean? They dig up a tweet from when they were 14 and didn't know no better. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Sometimes, in, in some cases, you know what I mean? A cancel culture does take it too far and it's unnecessary. But I feel like a majority of the times, it helps to get the people out that need to get out. These people that are doing wrong to people that are, you know what I mean? I don't want to get into details of the things that have happened. You know what I mean? But there's there's some there's some sick people out here that are doing some sick stuff, you know. But uh, you know, but I feel like the majority of the time it's in everything, man. It's in everything. Unfortunately, that's the freaking humanity that we live in right now is just this crazy shit out there. But that's why I feel like the cancel culture, you know, is justified in most cases. And I, you know, I see a lot of people fight back against it, like, oh, uh, this isn't justified. You know what I mean? He said this a while ago. He's changed. You know what I mean? But at the yeah. end of the day, and it's on a case-by-case basis, so it's hard to give a, a definitive opinion on it, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's really on a case-by-case basis because right. one case can be completely different from another case. Exactly. You know? I mean, there's there's things and things, you know? It's it, One thing, there's, there's how it, some things may be justifiable, but there's other ones that, I mean, you just hear one word out of it, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. exactly. You know what I mean? So... At the end of the day, it's definitely on a case by case basis. Is is what it's dependent on, who should be receiving percussions and who shouldn't. I, most of the time, don't disagree with it. Sometimes I do, but you know, it, it's hard, man. It's the world we live in. Like you said, I mean, there's always going to be some yeah. bad apples. Yep. For everybody, man. Unfortunately, that I just hope it gets sorted out. That's my thing. It's just makes making sure we come to some sort of agreement i think there's no there's never going to be a time where everyone just agrees with yeah, what, what's going to want to go uh go on yeah. um what what it is tricky about it i feel is the fact that there are people you know saying these things but really who's to say who deserves what you know it's like it's one of those things where it's like okay we can make these rules but there's just so many okay but what about this guy and yeah. then it's like what about that person right and and it's like oh those rules didn't apply to that person so what happened and there's just a constant butting of heads and and uh just kind of uh these these conflicts that happen that are just sometimes it's justified sometimes it's not and this yeah. and that it's just right. so many fine lines and gray areas that um it's gonna take some time for us to really figure it out because what where, where we're at now it's just like we're still trying to figure it out and i understand us making certain just de- people making certain decisions but i think it's a for people that are doing this i think it's important to understand it's okay to be wrong it's okay to admit to to make adjustments and you yeah. know at the end of the day um, we're just trying to make the community better and, right. and that sort of thing. It's the, with that goal in mind, it's not just to take down someone and yeah. to be malicious about it. It's 
it has to be for the sake of community. As long as it's in that lot, that frame of mind, then you know, I think people but, should. But make unfortunately, based off there that. are people out there that are doing certain things really just to do harm. Bad. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't give a shit about nothing. It's like I'm gonna screw your life, and I'm gonna do everything I freaking can to do it, even if it hurts myself. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the 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 biggest issue is definitely the inconsistencies. No, I mean that's definitely the biggest issue. It's very inconsistent, like you said. It's yep. case by case, you know. Um, I do feel like the the code of conduct is definitely a step in the right in the right direction yeah. for getting that consistency. You know what I mean? So, oh, we we can have a list to go by. You know what I mean? When trying to decide how to feel about a certain situation or whatever, you know, right. definitely yeah. a step in the right direction. And at the end of the day, all we can do as people, as humans in general, all we can do is move forward. You know what I mean? Whether you exactly. are in the right or the wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident little by little we'll, we'll get to where we need to be. Little yeah, by little. Yeah. yeah. So all we can do is keep moving forward. Uh, hopefully sooner than later, because I mean, we need a little bit more of. I, I would say we need a little bit more normality and a little bit less bullshit in the world. <laughs> For sure. This shit's getting a little too crazy, man. Yeah. Um, now, what does the future look like for, for Cali Mac? I mean, you got a lot going on. Like, you're you're balancing, one, your normal life. You you just recently, uh, you put out, is it an EP? Or, or yes, I did. Mac put- into Deluxe EP out on Spotify, Apple yeah. Music, YouTube, Google Play, wherever you listen to music. Go check it out, please, and thank you. <laughs> So congratulations on that. Now you're you're of course you're managing your your music career and your competitive gaming career and uh and t- Twitch streaming and content creation you're doing all these things. Um one, I want to ask you how are you able to manage all these things at once, you know? And two, um going forward, what what is the play going forward for 2021 and 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 beyond? What 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 is what do you have in mind? Um well, for the first question, as far as managing it, um, I, it's a very cliche saying, and I, I might get some slack for it, but when you do something you love, you never have to work a day in your life, man. Mm-hmm. And I that saying never hit me until I got my first paycheck from streaming. You know what I mean? I was like, there wow. There you go. There you go. I'm really making money playing video games. And, you know, I just never look back from there. I, it's, it's easy. I dare I say it, not jinx myself, but it's easy to juggle <laughs> all these things when it's things that I love. You know what I mean? I can do this yeah. for hours. I could stream for hours and hop off, make a beat real quick before I before I call it a night. You know what I mean? Like, I it's I love it, so I can do it. That's really all it is at the end of the day. You know. Um, yeah. As far as 2021, oh yeah, I got a lot of stuff planned. I'm getting some music videos done in the music tip. Nice. Uh, if all flies come back, you know I'm in there. If not, I'm gonna keep pushing the stream forward. I want to eventually, I want to try and get into YouTube this year because it's the one avenue I've been lacking on. I have not been doing YouTube and I feel like YouTube is a bigger platform than Twitch for sure. It is, yeah. Yeah, so I definitely want to dip my foot in there and try and merge everything together, you know? Um. So yeah, I got some big things coming this year for sure. I, I want to double my stats in 2021. That's that's great to hear, dude. I, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm happy with, you know, that you, you're finding success now and... It just seems like there's so much room to grow and so many opportunities out there for someone like you, um, which makes me happy just to be part of the FGC and, and just gaming community in general, that there's 
people that are that are so passionate, young, passionate, and and you know they want to take that drive and and put it in a space where it kind of brews that positivity and and willingness to kind of go out their own way to connect with people, um, and it just makes me happy hearing that there are places and avenues for someone like yourself to to really blossom. You know. Um, yeah, man. I feel like it, I I love the FGC. I love fighting games. I love this game, the fight, Dragon Ball Fighters. I I'm thankful for where this game is taking me, and I've met a lot of really good people off this game and off the community. And it's I'm just real thankful, man. Uh, I'm in a position that a lot of people wish they could be in. I'm in a position that when I was in a kid, I could only dream of being. You know. Right. I'm just real thankful, man. And I hope that anybody that's watching this, that's thinking about it or on the fence about it, like I hope this inspires you to just go out and do it, man. Whether it's competing, starting up the stream, starting up the YouTube, just go out and do it, man. You, you can go nowhere but up. Exactly. And um, Bruno, did you have any other questions for Callie Mac here? No, man. I think I think everything's pretty much said. I mean, it's it's. I, I say it once again. It's 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 a good thing. You know me. I'm a I'm a shooter guy. I'm not yeah. a fighter guy. It's not my. It's not that it's not my community. I did try out Fighter Z. I was there at midnight to get the game. I pre-bought it. I played it, and yeah. I gave, I gave up on it on the first day. Oh man, it's just too much for my head, man. And, it's, a and, you know, it's a lot. The tag games are a lot. The virtual games are so right. So like for me, coming out of a different a different community, and I know you know. We, we touch a lot of communities and fighter games and MMOs and all of that stuff. And it's just, it, it's good. It, it's a good, it's a, it's a, a whiff of fresh air for us to have, you know, somebody from the fighting community to come on our podcast and, you know, to, to open new horizons in terms of, you know, the way people see fighting games and to try to actually bring more interest towards, uh, you know, fighting games too because I, I i feel there's too much focus on the actual shooting game community and not so much on on fighting games yeah, and i think you know it's, it's on it's very it's very underrated and i think there's a lot of room to grow in it and you know from my side from a person who doesn't use fighting games it's i appreciate you coming on and you know showing everybody out there you know what's what more is there to gaming besides just Call of Duties and Fortnites and all of that stuff? You know, I, I really appreciate it, you coming on and yeah, I really feel if people gave fighting games a chance, they would really enjoy it. Even just on a casual perspective, even if you're just watching it. You know, I I feel like fighting games are like the funnest things to watch. Even like the games I don't know or don't watch, you know what I mean? Like I feel like watching shooting games is just watching the same kills over and over again you know what i mean like <laughs> there's like yeah. so many things that can happen but yeah I, I hope anybody watching this if you're on the fence you give a fighting game a chance you check out a twitch stream preferably mine but you check out a twitch stream you know and you watch some fighting games see what you think about it and yeah I'm, i appreciate you guys having me man this was really fun for sure yeah it was, it was definitely a good time um for people that want to follow you tell them where they can go um Anytime. you can follow me on twitter and twitch that's my streaming and my twitter at cali underscore Mac. It's the same for both. Um, also on for the music tip, I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you listen to music, just type in Cali Mac. It's Cali with a K. So K-A-L-I space M-A-C. You know what I mean? You can find me anywhere for the music tip. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much all my socials, man. Excellent. Now, for anyone out there that wants to check me out, of course, I'm on Twitter. 
Instagram and Facebook at Ether the Reaper. And actually, I have my own podcast that talks about gaming topics, other random things, and sometimes spicy conversations. Uh, you can check my podcast out on Spotify. And uh, that's also at Ether the Reaper. The podcast show is called Take the Point and Run. You can go ahead and give that a follow. Got already about 12, 13 episodes on there that you can check out. Um, so for anyone who wants to find out, again, take the points and run by Ethan the Reaper. Go check that out. Hey, now that I have the floor, I'm going to do it for myself. You know, it's I've never done it for myself. And, you know, give a little bit of notice. Last night I just made a uh, affiliate. So I Ooh. finally, the grind has paid out. Thank you. Congratulations. God, man. God, oh, shit. Dude, you, Cal, you, you know how hard it is just to make that first step. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, that's all it takes, though, man. Oh, my God. up from here. God, it's so damn hard. <laughs> I'm already, I'm almost, all, uh, I, all I need now is the viewership to make the other way, but 75, 75 viewership is crazy. Bro. Yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's oh. a grind. But, uh, yeah, if everybody wants to uh, hit me up on uh, Twitch, uh, it's uh, twitch.tv forward slash uh, hood on 1983 underscore 1983 if anyone wants to check me out out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's another uh, another episode in the books, uh, another tryout on one of our possible uh, co-hosts with uh, with Elvis Ether. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, it was fun as hell. Um, and uh, I hope you the viewers out there the listeners out there come back for more we're gonna have more stall we have more coming up uh, another little notice we have our bi-weekly uh madden tournament coming up it we had one yesterday and the uh, next one's coming up in two weeks uh not the upcoming saturday it's the uh, other saturday i'll give you the exact date if I'm not mistaken, it should be on the actual 31st of January is going to be um, our next tournament. So please go to our webpage uh, and our social media. We will be having a banner up there to uh, sign in. Uh, I mean, there's game prizes and just the people have fun and uh, join the community. So, you know, join in, sign up, have some fun on a Saturday. Maybe you can make a little bit of extra cash. And you never know. You could be, you could be the next uh, top streamer, top player top money maker the way i like to say because that's what i see it is just making the money making the money <laughs> playing video games doing what you love so into uh, the bag oh forget it yes, yes. <laughs> and that's pretty much it it's in the wraps and thanks for everybody for coming and everybody for listening and i hope to see you guys next time so peace out everybody <laughs>